This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week, we stick it to our kids and talk shots. Plus, we pump Dr. Sidney McElroy of Sawbones about vaccines. Woo! I don't have a I don't have a song. None Jab. Jab. <laughs> I don't have a song about shots. Do I? Um, uh, uh, not that I want to sing. Probably. Not every show has to start with a song, Biz. Thanks, Biz. <laughs> anyway, how are you, Teresa? Um, I have a little bit of a little chest cold going on, so I know my voice is a little funky today. You're trying to sound like me. I am trying to sound. I always try to sound like who's you. who, guys. Who's who? My hope is that one day, like five years down the road, nobody will be able to tell which one of us is which. Just start smoking. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. But you just need a good eleven years of smoking under your belts. Yeah, but I I would have to do the like slightly southern thing mm. that you have too. And I'd have to stop saying like for every other word and like, you know, and like, you know, I'd have to stop saying like, you know. Well, or we get a switch. It'd be like Freaky Friday. Yeah. You just Freaky Friday at it up in here. Uh, well, I'm sorry you're sick and I'm sorry that we're in a very tiny booth together. I know. I'm really sorry that you're totally going to get sick. Great. How we're like a preschool. We are we're like, we're like, like reenacting yeah. a preschool here. Um, How are you? Well, I, I keep I've been meaning to bring this up the last okay. couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ellis, <laughs> I just really have been wanting to talk about this. So Ellis, I guess like three weeks ago, mm-hmm. four weeks ago, he's he's eight months now, eight eight months and change. Mm-hmm. He uh, Stefan had been for like a couple of weeks giving him his bath, mm-hmm. doing the bath at night. Great. And I had a stretch where Stefan was gone, so I, I was taking over the baths, and I put Alice in the little whale bathtub that probably 80% of us all have. You all mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, hello, baby boy, naked baby in the tub, grabs your penis. Whoa! Like he just grabs the penis, and I wasn't prepared <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this much penis you touching. You hadn't seen him grabbing the penis. No, I had not seen previously. him grabbing the penis. Okay. And I just need to say, I, I just was like, whoa, because it's not just like grabbing. It's mm-hmm. like mashing, mashing and mauling and pulling <laughs> and just like <laughs> things that I was just like, whoa, I, clearly I have been way too like, uh, you know, sensitive around penises today mm-hmm. if, if they can take this kind they of abuse, right? Yeah. And so... I go to Stefan later. I was like, Jesus, Stefan, Ellis is really touching his penis. And he just like, no, no. Elizabeth, Biz, no. You are what? not going to tell him. We are not going to tell him he can't touch his penis. He can touch his penis as much as he wants. <laughs> he is going to have a healthy relationship with yeah. his penis. You are not. I'm like, whoa, 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 oh whoa, whoa. So I, I totally funny. agree. Yeah. All right. All right. I agree. I'm not going to, like, shame him about his penis. I'm just saying to you, my husband, whoa. Yeah. Is it okay if he just— You're just remarking I'm upon remarking the upon touching the, of the— He's like, no, it's totally fine. He can't hurt it. To which I say— can he shove it back inside of himself? Because I saw that happen. I saw they just pushed that thing, and I was like, where did it go? And then it like, I was just like, ah. So I was like, all right, all right, I can be cool about this. Uh-huh. It is. Can it, you, though? No. <laughs> every we all knew time, the answer to that. <laughs> every time that penis 
catches a breath of fresh air, that kid's hands are on it. I just wanted to say, as a little PSA to all the people who just had boys or having boys, be warned, a lot of penis touching. Lots. And and again, I'm just going to just 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 to say it's a for it's clearly a foreshadowing uh-huh. of how much this kid's touching his penis. Because before I had yeah. a boy, I can remember like being at Disneyland or something and being like, oh, one of the things I don't really want a boy because like you don't yeah. see the kid like at the parade and his hands are just down his pants. And he's like too old to really just have his hands down uh-huh. his pants. He's just rah, playing and like yeah. everybody, you know, like. Because cause you don't want them to have but a not healthy... you don't see that one. that much, though, right? I don't know how much. I see I it know. enough to I think, scar me for life. I think, like, I mean, I it doesn't... I had a little brother when I was 12. Mm. My mom had a baby. So, like, I always just assumed the penis touching was... I also had a little baby... Actually, right. I had several little baby cousin boys when right. I was growing up. And, like, penises were just always around. <laughs> Little baby penises were always around, and they would always, like, right. I always remember, like, them touching when, like, you're changing their diaper and yeah. stuff. And, like, my mom was always just like, yeah, that's just something they do. And it was just, like, totally not a big deal. And so, yeah, Simon and Oscar doing yeah. that all the time, totally not a big deal to me. But I will say, now that Simon is three, mm-hmm. um, I've noticed that, like, if he's not wearing undies, yeah. he just always has his hand there. Mm. But it's easy enough for me to be like, okay, you're just going to be wearing undies. Like, you know, right. you can, if you're hot and you don't want to, like, wear clothes and you're playing in the house, it's totally fine for you to wear undies. But, like, right. let's wear undies in the house. And if he's wearing undies, <laughs> he doesn't do it. Right. I don't know if that's how it is for all boys, but so far I'm like, okay, good. At least I know <laughs> that, like, because there is something different about, like, a three, you're sitting there talking to your right. three-year-old and he's, like, playing with himself. It's a little bit like... Okay, See, you can when go, then, like, do that in your room. Yeah, or that's you can... when I plan to apply the body shame, <laughs> starting around three. <laughs> yeah, so, anyway, that, so that's what's new with me. <laughs> A lot of penis time. Mm-hmm. So, how are you? I'm, besides sick. Besides sick. I'm, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm just dealing with right now at home, um, the latest development is, like, We've been working with, you know, sharing, um, and it's been okay so far, <laughs> but now now that, like, it's not all in Simon's control, like, now that Oscar can actually just crawl over, right. and he's pretty fast and pretty strong now, and, like, it's harder to stop him, Yeah. Um, Simon is completely flipping the fuck out, Aww, yeah. and it's so annoying, and also I totally get it, yeah. and I don't really know what to do about it like at all like I've tried like well you just have to share sorry like you just have to share this is your stuff and it's his stuff and you guys need to share right or like give or like I've tried like give him something right you know I've also tried like okay this one thing this can be your special thing Oscar can't touch this thing this is yours let's bring it over here and let's give him something else to play with right stuff like that it doesn't, like, I'm kind of doing all of those things, and, like, n- so far, nothing. <laughs> like, nothing is helping. It's just, like, mm. spiraling out of control. That's... And I have no idea what to do about it other than, like, I'm still a little bit aware that, like, I don't want Simon to feel so stressed about it that he, like, lashes out at Oscar. Right. So, like, my thing has been, if he's bothering you, tell me I'm here to help you, and, like, I can help you move him away or whatever. Right. But, like, there's been a couple things where he's, like, trying to get Oscar off his toy and it's it's too rough. I mean, yeah. Oscar's still he can still get knocked over and yeah. like, hit his head and stuff. Um 
So it's very stressful. Yeah, that's hard because Simon is still in, he's like three. Mm -hmm. So he's just on that cusp of sort of getting into the like better about sharing a little bit. But I mean, that really, I mean, Catherine Bell's five, but she still doesn't want to share all the time. You know what I mean? They're like kids. No one wants to share. But he's still young enough that that it's even harder He's still in the me zone. He's yeah. still in the mind, mind, mind zone. So yeah. that's just... And he doesn't see any benefit to playing with Oscar. Right. Because yeah. Oscar's just a dumb baby. Right. And Simon doesn't even really play with other kids yet either. Right. Like, so it's just kind of like there's no... Like, there's no incentive to him to right. be like, okay. And they're sharing a room, so it's not like, or they're playing in the same space yep. all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and you can't just put Oscar, like, in a like a travel bed or something. No. no. Well, I mean, I can sometimes. Yeah, but not but, all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, the problem is that whenever he's not, when you're, whenever, yeah. whenever you're not implementing one of the solutions. Right. This it's is happening. what's happening. Exactly. Right. And, like, to, to a certain extent, like, it kind of needs to be happening. Yeah. They have to get used to playing together or at least near each other. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to just, like, keep them separate because they have to find a way to, like, work through this somehow. Yeah, no, I well, just, like, don't know how to help them work through it at right, all. We'll throw that out there. If anybody has any suggestions, yeah. go ahead and throw that back out to us. Yeah. But maybe that's, maybe that's just part of it. Maybe right. you just have to keep re- mantraing it out it. with Simon. It's yeah. like he's, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. You know? You want me to put you, you in the crib? That's right. That's right. Oh, I'm sorry. That's stressful. Thanks. That's just stressful. Yeah, it is. That's that's really great. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, that sucks. But you know what also sucks? What? Inflicting pain upon your children on purpose. Yeah. Like shots. So, or or very possibly, that's a great way to relieve your stress. <laughs> Time to go get a shot. Uh, so, let's... Let's just shift gears mm-hmm. and talk about doctors and getting poked. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Shots. Mm-hmm. Want to talk about shots. Mm-hmm. And I think we should start off by saying, you know, babies and kids have to get a lot of shots. They do. They got to get a lot of shots. Yeah. If you don't have Tons kids and you didn't Piles know this, it's, you're going to get a, yeah, <laughs> it is quite literally sometimes yeah. a pile of shots yeah. that they have to get, yeah. uh, which are, for the most part, vaccines. Yeah. And we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about vaccines right now because we're going to have Dr. Sidney McElroy from the show Sawbones on to talk about vaccines uh, later in the show. Um, but I will say that we are going to talk about shots because we're very pro-shots and mm-hmm. we're very pro-vaccines, so we're going to get our kids stuck all the time. Um <laughs> So let's 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 go back to let's just start at the shots. Let's start at the very yeah. beginning. My memory is my mother had this amazing ability to hold my hands uh-huh. and get me to look right at her, and uh-huh. she would tell me a story about Uncle Will and how the largest, yeah. meanest nurse in all of Yazoo City, you know, had to come and hold him down to give him a shot, blah blah blah. Whatever, she was able to distract me for the shots. Wow. Right? Good job, Mom. Yeah. And I don't... That's impressive. Yeah. She's a genius. Yeah. I don't know what she did at some point in time that ever got me to 
look at her, to stay focused yeah. on her. Because Catherine Bell, like, I tried that a while ago, uh-huh. and she was just like, I'm what are you not doing? doing that. What are yeah. you? Why are you? No, I want to. So I just remember that was always my experience uh-huh. and followed up with a toy. Uh-huh. And <laughs> and so, like, now that I have got kids that I have to go and give shots to, uh-huh. I am disappointed that I cannot alleviate their pain with stories of Yazoo City and large nurses. So I've been surprised by how, like, little it upsets me to take the kids Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, so what's the, okay, so now you've got the kids. So now you've got kids. Yeah. Simon, when did, when is the year that they basically go from, like, totally unaware that they're getting shots, you know, I mean, it hurts when they get shots, to, like, Really looking at it and being like, that's coming for me, and that's, I'm going to throw a fit. I don't, I mean, I haven't gotten there. Okay. But so I well, think that, there's a chunk of time where they don't yeah, get Yeah, they don't shots. get shots. Like, I think he maybe got one at two, and the next one is kindergarten or something. Well, no, well, oh, he, yeah, Catherine Bell skipped a, she there's had a, to get a shot yeah. when she was four. She had, it had to happen before kindergarten. Right. She went in for her four-year checkup, and the doctor was like, do you want your shot now, or do you want it right before kindergarten, because your birthday falls before yeah. kindergarten, and my child's no idiot. She's yeah. like, before kindergarten, right. bye-bye. Yeah. And so we're going, as a matter of fact, tomorrow uh-huh. to get the kindergarten shot, which okay. is what we call it now, yeah. the kindergarten shot. She's had a year to know the shot is coming. Okay. We know the shot's coming for, like, a year. So how often does she, like, bring it up? We bring it up quite a bit. Wow. Yeah. And so we talk about it. So, like, we when we're reading, like, Elmo goes to the doctor books or whatever, which we always yeah. bust out before we go to the doctor mm-hmm. um, and talk about it, we um, – we, I say, you know, this is the year you're getting a shot. You know, mm-hmm. let's remember, we, we have to do it. This mm-hmm. is going to be, you chose to not have it at four. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to have it now. So we need to just be ready for that. I mean, mm-hmm. we're preparing. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, because that leads you to the question of, is it better to prepare them or not prepare them? And I think in the situation of Katie Bell, mm-hmm. preparing is best. Yeah. Because she likes information. She likes to be prepared. She knows it's coming. We've talked about, we've talked for a year about what it feels like. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you, when you fell down and hurt your knees, it actually hurts less than that because mm-hmm. that, the sting of hurting your knees, you know how it lasts yep. a long time? Yeah. Well, the shot, it hurts for a second and then it's done. Yeah. So you're going <laughs> to, you like act it out. I'm like, it goes like this. Ah, it's not so bad. Ah, I'm okay. Ah, that's not so bad. And, and, I, and I tell her she's got total permission to scream and yeah. yell. Like, you have total permission to, like, give it a good, I don't want. I tell her when I go to the doctor, I inform the nurses, I don't like you. I don't want you to give me the shot. I'm sure you're very lovely, but you're going to give me one, and I'm not going to like you for it. You know, and that I don't really like it either. Um, and I have promised her milkshakes. That's right. Afterwards. That's awesome. Right. So, like, I actually, I'm like you, I feel less bad about the fact that she's got to get a Mm -hmm. shot. Yeah. Than I do about, like, a baby getting a shot. Like, when Ellis, the baby gets the shot, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, you're just a baby. You don't know. I'm, like, being sweet to you. And then they're just going to, and then you're going to be like, what the fuck? What the, like, that's Ellis's response. And Catherine Bell's response are always like, oh, what the fuck? Why did you, that hurts. Do you think maybe there's something wrong with me? Because that doesn't bother me. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's got to be, right? It's you're just like you sociopathic. No, because no, I <laughs> no, really, because I you would think that that is how I would feel. Right. But like when I take my it was the same with Simon and with Oscar. It's not fun. You don't mm. want to see your kids get shots. But like I have this feeling like I'm just like, I know it'll be over really fast. Yeah. 
I know that it's good for them and they need it. And it's, like, better for them to have it than not to have it. Right. And so I'm, like, doing the right thing. And I know that, like, I don't know. I just, I feel like I get shots and they're not that bad. So, like, it can't be, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I almost think it's less bad for them because they don't see it coming. They don't know why it happened. And then it's over. Like, it's just, like, it's ow, but then it's over. Do you right. know what I'm saying? Do you, like, but you haven't taken Simon yet where he sees it coming. No. So no. we, so so we don't know we how, don't know how. I feel like that's going to be worse is what I'm saying. Right. Like, because that's where I'm like, do I hold her down? Yeah. Do I let the nurses do it? Like, what? Like, yeah. what's the situation? And, of course, it's Catherine Bell who watched every time they took blood from me during my pregnancy and she had to come, she was like right there. She wanted to see it. She wanted to touch it. Uh She wanted to see that needle go in. Because I said to her, you know, with the shots, you don't have to look. We just close our eyes and count to 10. She's like, she just interrupted me and was like, I want to look. I was like, okay, then you look. Fine. Yeah. Um, I have to be careful not to talk it to death when we're in the situation. Yeah. You know, Stefan's very good about like, okay. Yeah, just stick. And then shutting his mouth and I'm just like, I know. Displace, um, displace, displace. I have to say this, though. The last yeah. time I was in the doctor's office, there was a young woman there getting a shot a few doors down. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that that's what was going on, but she was screaming bloody murder. And yeah. I, when I say she was screaming bloody murder, I thought that somebody was... I thought something horrible had happened. Yeah. Like somebody had been given news that like their close mm-hmm. family member had passed away. Wow. Or so, I mean, I really... I was like, oh, my God, shit is going down. And I almost thought, like, is there an emergency? Do we need to, like, evacuate? And I was, like, (laughs) kind of panicking because I was in this room and we were just waiting for our doctor. And we were just sitting there, uh, me and Simon and Oscar. And then the nurse came in and I was like, what what all is uh, going on? She's like, it's a... It's a patient. And she smiled. She she smiled kind of like sadly. She's like, it's a patient. She really didn't want to get her shot. And it was, and I said, how old was she? And she said 12. <laughs> but it was like, it sounded like she was like, Aww. and so she said, I actually just walked out and told her to like take a few minutes and like rest and breathe and yeah. like we'll try again in a few minutes. But she was like, she was literally running around the room trying to escape the shot, like throwing things. Wow. See, that's so, okay. complete panic. So on the pro side of a ton of shots and being cool with your kids is maybe you just get them used to it. Like, so, okay, so maybe... Maybe you just know that, like, it's good for them. Yeah, I just know that it's good. Like, I know that it sucks, but, like, I also... It's not the pain... It's not the same pain as, like... Yeah, like getting your yeah. leg broken or like, you know, just like things that things that can <laughs> right. happen in life. Right. This is going to hurt I way know, worse. I know what a shot feels like. Yeah. I know it's a bummer and I also know it's completely okay. Well, did you do you do you reward the do you believe in the post doctor like shot reward? I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, again, like I haven't, <laughs> haven't gotten been there. into that situation yeah. yet. Yeah. yeah, I like your idea of promising milkshakes. I'm that like, let's just go great. get a milkshake. You're not sick. Yeah. Let's just go get a milkshake or something. Yeah. I think that it works a lot better when they're a bit older because, like, right now we're in this phase with Simon where, like, he doesn't understand delayed gratification at all. So, right. like, if I even bring up milkshake, he'll just start <laughs> flipping out that it's not right in front of him, <laughs> and he'll just be pissed that he can't. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, right. There's right, no right. benefit to like. Looking forward to that. Okay, like there is all right. no. All right. Well, yeah, we're clearly we're entering the phase of these are the things you have to look forward to one day, <laughs> Teresa. Yeah. Um, join us on the other side for more shit. Different story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Well, what about preparing kids for the doctor in general? Did you guys yeah. do any prep just to go to the doctor ever? Well, Simon and Oscar have the same pediatrician, and Sim- we, like, love him. Yeah. And so we talk about him by name all the time. Nice. And so Simon, like, thinks of him like a cool dude that, like, we that we know. You yeah. know, and there have been times where I've taken Oscar in for shots and Simon just comes along because uh, he's with me that day. Yeah. And so he's like there as like the big brother and he watches Oscar get a shot and he's he's hanging out right. and like the doctor will talk to him and be friendly with him and he's not like he's not like the recipient right. of any <laughs> anything <laughs> medical things happening. And so right. I think he's he's not like too worried about it. Wow, I guess like with Catherine Bell, maybe it was just that there was a move between. Yeah, like maybe, maybe there was something, but like when it was time for her to go to the doctor for her like mm-hmm. two year old shots or whatever that was, where I knew we were going to get shots and I knew we were going to the doctor. And I knew we were like when she was cognizant. Mm-hmm. So maybe even as early as like somewhere between one and two, mm-hmm. we'd given her like a doctor kit because we're still in Brooklyn. We'd given mm-hmm. her like the little doctor kit and I let her bring it. Mm-hmm. And I let her, I was like, I just told the doctor flat out, I was like, uh, well, everything you do. She's gonna do to you, mm-hmm. you know, like. Yeah. And he was like way down with it, like he was really great, and it really helped That's her cool. feel comfortable. Because she, at the time, she was still having that issue of no touch, Katie Bell. Oh, like right. she didn't want anybody yeah. touching her. So and people just manhandle kids a yeah. lot. Oh, and I'm totally. just like, don't put your hand on her shoulder. Yeah. She's gonna freak out. Yeah. And she's totally fine now and loves everybody. And you know, but like, so I had to do a lot of stuff to like kind of get her in control. Like my whole thought was how much control can I give her in this situation? Yeah. So if it's her whacking the doctor in the knee with a, you know, hammer yeah. or listening to his heart, then I'm gonna do that. And uh, or we read like a lot of books and all that. I just wanted her to have control. You know what? I think also the other thing that was happening when Simon was going from like two to yeah. to now was like I was pregnant, pregnant. and he would come with yeah. me a lot to the doctor for those checkups too. So I think yeah, I think we've kind of benefited from like yeah. having to go there so much and right. it's all like in the same couple buildings that like he's it's it's not like a he doesn't have a place. thing of like oh, we're going to this place that I'm not I have I don't remember going there last like right. do you know what I'm saying? Yes. But I totally think especially with like the like any any sensitivities about being touched yeah. like and like with you know, a doctor that you don't necessarily recognize, right. even if they're great, even if they're awesome. That, yeah. It's so cool that you had a plan. Well, well, you know us. Yeah. We like a plan. You always have a plan. I like a plan. Yeah. Uh, but there are times when plans go right out the window. And I, mm-hmm. I'd like maybe maybe we move on to this a little bit. And mm-hmm. that is, and I, I'll just say this about vaccines really quick. And, mm-hmm. and I wonder, and I know we're going to get into this a little bit with uh, Dr. McElroy, but it's, I get the like, I don't want my kids to get shots. And I get the, like, my kid has a weird reaction to shots. Or my kid, you know, like, I want to break it up. Or I don't want them to have as many shots. I don't want anything bad to ever happen to my child or ever be hurt. Yeah. Right? So you start to kind of ponder. You start to question whether or not you want to be doing this. Yeah. Now let's take that same line of thought with other things that you have to deal with at the doctor's. So, for Mm. example, I know that I have found myself in situations where a doctor comes in who's, like, normally not my doctor, but maybe Mm. he's on rotation with Catherine Bell. And there was a doctor once. She had an ear. We thought she maybe had an ear infection. And we were sort of torn about, do we write it out? Do we do the antibiotics? Like, what are we going to do? And we take her in. And this doctor, she was just, like, super old school. She'd been the doctor there for a bazillion years. Mm -hmm. She was, like, very brusque and very, like, loud Mm -hmm. and very, 
you know, Catherine Bell would be like, please don't touch me. She just touched her. She just like just mm-hmm. n- just wasn't listening to Catherine Bell at mm-hmm. all. And she was just churning through. And she really actually hurt Catherine Bell sticking her the thing. Like, Catherine Bell was like really trying to get away from her mm-hmm. while she was looking in her ear. And she wasn't just backing up and like letting Catherine Bell calm down or even trying a different approach. Mm-hmm. And as a result, she like jabbed Catherine Bell in the ear and like scratched her. And it was just like it was like really it was all I could do to not rip that woman's head off. But mm. Stefan was there to help me not rip <laughs> to anybody's hold you head down. to hold me down. Um, but like That's those so are the stressful. situations where you're like, worst. do you want to, are you as the parent, can I you know. be like, stop it. I need you to I stop I and just back up and yeah. either get me another doctor or a nurse yeah. and we'll wait another 30 minutes. Yeah. Or do you just, like, ride it out? Because it's not well, the same as do, a what, shot. What, do, what would you do in that situation? If, like? I, if, I, if, I, if I had to do it all again, uh-huh. I would probably step between her and my child for uh-huh. a second and just say, hey, look, she's, she's clearly freaking out. Yeah. Is, can we do this, like, can a, we different do this a different way? Yeah. You know? I feel like it's such a gray area between, like, this person has yes. a different manner than I do. Right. Doesn't know my child and this is different. Yeah. Versus I don't want my like I don't think they're providing the care that right. is acceptable. Like yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's so hard to cuz we're not doctors. Right. That's why we're I'm no. like it's different than the shot thing cuz I'm like whatever you got to do to give this yeah. kid the shot, I know you have to do I it. That's not a big deal. Yeah. But just looking in my kid's ear or your bedside manner with her yeah. is like falls into a different category for me yeah. where I'm like mm, this is actually borderlining on, yeah, not good care. Yeah. And then that leads you, and it just puts you in one of those situations as a parent where you're like, and you find yourself in these time and time again with schools, with doctors, with other parents, with friends, with mm-hmm. like whatever. Is this the right choice? Is this the right thing? Am I listening to my instincts? Are my instincts correct or is it not? And it, they just, it's hard to know what to do in the situation. Mm-hmm. But like, but you, you, didn't you have something like this yeah, happen to you where yeah, you were like, totally. I was just trying to remember if it was, if he was three months old or five months old. But I think he was, I think Oscar was five months old. I think he was five old, months old. Because he was right before his six month shots. It was right, he was going to go in for his next round of shots. And I think it was the six month shots, not the four. But um, he had these really high fevers. And it was like, really scary to me because Simon had never had really high fevers and um, none of us were sick and right. so he was like they were like one oh what like they were like 103.9 mm. and um, I was really freaked out and so I after a night of that and like talk calling the advice nurse and like being told to come in the next day um, we went in and like I had to get to work and so we saw whoever we could see and it right. wasn't our normal pediatrician. <laughs> so like why does everything always <laughs> yeah. go to hell when it's not your normal doctor? Even though these other doctors I'm sure are totally great, capable. It's like, right. It's just something is off. And so we saw this other doctor and she thought that she thought that um he might have a urinary tract infection and like she just she explained the only way to get a good sample was right. to catheterize him. Yep. And I was feeling really like stressed and rushed mm-hmm. and um also just like scared that it's my baby terrifying. had this like fever and um and she said and I said, "Well, you know, 
could because the idea of like catheterizing my five month old yeah. was just really upsetting to me, and I really didn't want to do that unless I had to. And so right. I said to her, you know, what if we just wait twenty four hours and see how he's doing in twenty four hours? Because maybe this is just you know a virus or whatever. Yeah. Um, and she said, well, I would hate to be. If this is urinary tract infection, I would hate to find that out 24 hours from now because it can spread to his kidneys and, like, all these things can happen. And really gave me the answer that was like, uh, yeah, it is up to you, but you're horrible if you don't do this. That's a good way to put it, right? And so it was like I felt—and, you know, like, Jesse wasn't reachable. It was like one of those things where it was just like I have to just decide this right now, and I just decided to do it because I was like— you know, I know this person isn't trying to harm my child. Right. I know she's trying to do what's best for him. I just wish my other, I wish the other doctor was here because I just had this like feeling that he wouldn't do this. Right. But I didn't know. And like this was my, so I was just under pressure. And I feel like I'm, I'm sure so many parents out there like have been through a similar yeah. scenario. And so we went to do to do this and it actually like got worse from there like they ended up having like a trainee doing the and they and he couldn't do it he like tried a few times and was like failing at it and so then they like switched the person out and they didn't ask my permission to do that but I was holding Oscar down and Oscar was screaming and I was crying like my tears yeah. were just flowing out of my face onto Oscar's face like we were just it was horrible but like once once they have like once they're Wait, once they have a tube and they're like holding your baby's penis, yeah. like it's kind of impossible to like do anything other than just like brace yourself right. and your baby and like get through it. Like I didn't yeah. feel like I could be like stop. Right. I probably could have like in the middle, but it was sort of like just do it, just, just get, get the it fuck done, done. You know. Right. And I kept thinking it was about to be done, and um. Yeah, you know, of course he didn't have a urinary tract infection. And, like, we went back and saw our doctor the next day. And he, it turned out he ha- and our doctor was like, uh, I think he said, he said, wow, she did what to you? And I was like, see, I knew you wouldn't have done that. And he's like, no, I mean, everybody has, like, a different right. way. He's like, I probably order that on a baby, like, once a year. Right. You know, and he wasn't, like, freaked out about it. But he was definitely just, like, surprised that this yeah. doctor had done that. And like, Which doesn't make it any better. Like, I, I almost just wish the doctor had been like, I would have done it too. I know. You know, I a know. little bit. I know. <laughs> just like. And, um, and so then, you know, talking about it with Jesse, it, I, I had some trauma about it. Yes. Because, like, I, and I'm not somebody who's normally, like, fearful of hospitals. I'm very trusting. Right. And, but, like, the next day being back there, even just to see our doctor, I was, like, really shooken up. Yeah. And totally on the verge of tears. And talking to Jesse about it, he was just like, like, I know it was horrible, but... She was trying to keep our baby safe, and you were trying to keep our baby safe. Right. Everybody was doing their best. Everybody was doing what they were supposed to be doing. Because I felt... Like, I had totally failed my of baby course. after that. Like, I couldn't believe that I had, like, allowed that to happen yeah. to him, you know? But, I mean, I think Jesse was right, too. Like No, it, it, no absolutely. That is one of the situations, which is exactly what we're talking about. You get into it, and you're like, I need to do what's best for my baby. Yeah. I don't know what is best for my baby. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. And, like, and I'm just, in, I think all you can do is say, like, I chose yeah. the be- next best person to yes. do this. Yes. And that's the doctor that I chose. Yes. And, like, in hindsight, I think what I should have done is just say, like, is my doctor anywhere in this building? Because even if he's with another patient, he could probably pop his head in and have a conference with me for two right. seconds. Or like, call or reach. Yeah, or, or call. Yeah. Like, somehow just 
get it like when I was having that many doubts to get in touch with my doctor. That's what I probably should have done. But whatever. Well, live and I, learn. But well, I, that. Go ahead. No, I no. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. Like, I'm also aware as as I'm telling this story that even though that was really scary and traumatic, like this is just with a child that doesn't even like he ended up having roseola, which is just like a childhood right. disease, like chickenpox or something. There's so many kids and babies who have stuff going on with them that require yeah. them to go in and get these extra procedures all, all the, time. the time, and like. That's just a whole other level. Yeah, that oh, no. I think like we also need to keep in, in perspective of like you well, that's know, right. Like, getting every, one catheter <laughs> or getting the one shot while I have friends yeah. whose babies have like you Open know heart pacemakers, yeah, yeah, pacemakers and stuff. Yeah. Where you're just like, wow, every day they're getting poked. Yeah, every day in in yeah. ways that like, and as a mother, as a father, uh, to have to go through knowing it's the best thing for your kid. Yeah. And fighting any sense of, like, parental doubt that you just have because you fiercely love your child. Yeah. yeah. To have to sit there and, like, every day deal with that. Totally. Good fucking job. Good fucking job, <laughs> like, Good job. Yeah. Ah, good job. Yes. You know what I think we should do? What? Is uh, get Dr. McElroy on the phone and take all our aggression out on her. Let's definitely do that. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody already knows about my brother and my brother and me and advice show for the Modern Era every Monday on the Maximum Fun Network. So we're trying to up our profile with a summer concert series to reinvigorate interest. First up, a Journey cover band. You booked Destination? I did. I booked Destination for $80. Don't miss the headliner. An indignant Rusted Root that refuses to play Sammy on my way. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Shakira. And so much more every Monday. Also, we'll do the advice and stuff, the old classics. But then stick around for Gordon Lightfoot as he sings you away to Song Story Paradise. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time. Always fun, (laughs) especially after talking about doctors and our children. And... Every opportunity to doubt ourselves. Let's let's feel good for a second and just yeah. talk some genius. Let's do I that. I think you should go first with Thank some genius. You. I would yeah. really love to. Wow. Oh my god. Oh my god. I saw what you did. Oh my god. I'm paying attention. Wow. You mom are a genius. Oh my god, that's fucking genius. Um <laughs> Listeners have had the pleasure of listening to me complain about how obnoxious my bedtime routine with Simon is. It's <laughs> been ever since he's no longer in a crib, mm-hmm. which has been about nine months mm-hmm. and no end in sight. Um, and just having to sit there until he falls asleep because otherwise he will just keep getting up over and over right. and wake up the baby and etc. Never go to sleep until whenever. Um, so I do sit there still every night with him. However, I got myself a Kindle 
Mm. And my new thing is that that is when I have my like evening cocktail. Nice. So I pour myself some bourbon. Yeah. And I get my Kindle, <laughs> and I sit there, and I just have like a kind of like a nice time. Right. Having my drink and reading my book. Yeah. And like, sure, there's a kid there who's like flopping around, you know. Yeah. But he's pretty much, he knows he needs to go to bed. He doesn't require that much from me other right. than, like, physical presence. Yeah. So it's actually kind of changed it from, like, sitting there, like, this horrible waiting game that just, like, drags being on. punished. Yeah, from, yeah. like, a punishment to just being like, no, I can, like, like, it found a way to, like, kind of enjoy it. Like, to, like, kind of use that time in a way that is beneficial That's for me. That's genius. Yeah. Don't tell Jesse. <laughs> It's a horrible slog you have to go through every night, Teresa. Don't tell anybody. Good job. Genius. Thanks. Uh, So yesterday was Catherine Bell's official five-year old birthday party. Mm -hmm. Not party, birthday. Uh, Oh, it must be such a relief that she can say she's five Yeah, and she has. Like every, I'm five now. Like she definitely, for listeners who may not have heard last week, my kid was like very specific about when her exact birthday is. If you wish her a birthday beforehand, get, yeah, settle in. Yeah, get organized. Get your head on straight. Settle in for a long bit of helpful information from my child. Anyway, so... We had had, like, her, one of her friends over and mm-hmm. the parents we really love. And so mm-hmm. we were all over hanging out. And we were going to take her to Buco de Peppo, which I'm pretty Great. sure I'm mispronouncing anyway. Big Italian cheesy spaghetti restaurant. Yeah. And it, full of kids all the time. And Catherine Bell turns to her friend and is like, do you want to come to Buco de Peppo or whatever? And so, the, we, yeah, everybody comes. So it turns into this big thing. Mm-hmm. So it's Stefan and I. Another set of parents, mm-hmm. their two daughters, mm-hmm. five and three, mm-hmm. Ellis and Catherine Bell. Mm-hmm. And we've been playing all day. Mm-hmm. And now we're at a restaurant and it mm-hmm. is hot times. Yeah. Hot times. Intense. It's, it's girls. Loud. It's loud. It's intense. Yeah. So finally I just said, all right, I just need, we're going to place our order. I need everybody to sit down. Then I have an idea for games. So everybody get ready for game. All right. Everybody sit. Right. And everybody's like, yay, game. Right. Yeah. We order our food and I say, we're going to play a game called Telephone. Do you yes, remember telephone? I do. Because we were at a big, sc- yes. big rectangle Perfect. table, and it is, and there's not an empty seat. And I said, "All right." I explained to the kids how to play telephone, uh-huh. and it Genius. totally got us through until yeah. the first plate of food arrived. Amazing! It was, in fact, amazing. And the best part was that the the three year old was right in the middle mm-hmm. of the chain, no matter which way you were going. Mm-hmm. So it always going to get messed up because yeah, every time, yeah. every time. To hilarious ends. Amazing. Yep. That's so genius. There you go. I should write a book on how to get through dinner without an yeah, iPad. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I have a genius moment here I wanted to share. Um, up here in the Northeast, it's finally, the snow's finally starting to thaw. And of course, the tremendous pile of snow this winter uh, meant that we weren't taking our dog for many walks. So he was in our fenced in backyard. And now that all the snow has melted, well, the entire yard is basically one big sheet of dog poop. Uh, so yesterday I was scooping it, and my three-and-a-half-year-old was watching very curiously and very interested in what I was doing. And so I looked at him, looked at the dog scooper, and I said, Hey, do you want to learn how to scoop poop poop? He said, Yes. <laughs> so I showed him how to scoop poop. He started scooping it. He spent the next 20 minutes or so scooping poop. At which point we had to go inside, so I had to pull him away from scooping poop. 
And he said that he wants to scoop poop every time the dog poops for the rest of the summer. And I said, sure, absolutely. And then he asked if we could buy him his own special pooper scooper. And I said, of course. So I thought that was a pretty genius moment to have him do the scooping. And that way I don't have to do it anymore. So that was great. I uh, love the show. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. Ah, little old like Tom Sawyer moment. Ever. That's great. That's... Don't want to paint this fence. Oh, painting this fence is so much fun. I love it. Amazing. I... And I'm totally going to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Just, uh, no, Simon, you can't come out. I'm scooping poop I'm and having using, a great time. I'm using this really cool mm-hmm. scooper. It's awesome. Not for kids. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe when you're three and a half. <laughs> Good job, Dad. That was awesome. Failures. Failures. You suck. What you got? Let's just rush through these. Let's just don't even set up. Today's a day I, where we don't need to fail that much. Let's just. I Yeah, it's very straightforward. Oh, good. Oscar is afraid of grass. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's oh. totally my fault. We haven't been on grass Outside. like his entire life. We were on grass yesterday <laughs> at Descanso Gardens and he cried. Oh. Nothing makes him cry. He's like happy all the time. I put him in grass and he's like, what the fuck is this? Oh, I know. That's tough. I know. No. Totally my fault. Yeah, that's really bad. bad. Really that's bad. bad. Uh, Stefan and I, we, you know, we're still like rearranging everything in the house, like trying to get everybody settled in their new rooms and everything back into a new home. Mm-hmm. And I found the box of like safety, child safety proofing stuff that we never used with Catherine Bell. Eh, plugs and straps. And, all. and so I bring out the straps and I'm like, we going to strap any furniture down? Is there any furniture here that we need to strap down? And as we're like looking at things that might potentially harm our child, mm-hmm. not looking at our child actually, mm-hmm. our child totally careens over, mm-hmm. smacks his head. And has like a giant goose egg. Aww. And both of us, Steph and I both turn around and I'm like, why aren't you watching that? <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, why? What? It was like, man, we were trying to make the room safe for our baby. Yeah. And as a result, totally making our room unsafe Arnie. for our baby. Arnie. So good job, us. Yeah. It's still Stefan's fault. It is in Teresa. So I, um, now that I am an old mom, I have to use some of that upper lip, um, like hair remover stuff, which is just another awesome part of aging. Um, and I was trying, I don't want my husband to know because I'm trying to keep a little bit of mystery in our marriage. And my daughter, who I thought was sleeping, comes out while I have this junk on my lips. And um, it's like, mommy, what is that? And I said, oh, it's just lotion. And now for the last two days, she's been getting our body lotion from our bathroom and putting it really thickly on her own upper lip and saying, look, I have lotion like mommy. (laughs) Yay, fail. I I like that for so many reasons. Old mom. I know. Love it. I love that, too. And also, just like, nothing can be secret anymore. It's like, it's so... (laughs) The mystery, mysteries are all gone for a little while. For a little while. Sorry. Sorry. Um, You suck. Yeah, you suck. Yeah, you really suck. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you.
Teresa. Yes. Let's call a mom. Yay. Today, we are calling, much to the delight of many of our fans, our listeners, Sydney McElroy. Dr. Sydney McElroy, host of the Maximum Fun podcast, Sawbones, which may be my favorite podcast. It's a great podcast. It is such a good podcast. Welcome, Sydney. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Well, we really, we really are excited to have you on. This is something we've been wanting to do for a while. Um, and let's just let's get started. For for those who who may not know you, we're going to ask you the little question we ask everybody, and that is, who currently lives in your house? Uh, it's myself mm-hmm. and my husband, Dustin, mm-hmm. and I mean, I guess my two cats count. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, on this show, you better oh, believe yeah. it. <laughs> and then. I don't. I mean, technically, I'm I'm two people in one at the moment. So. Yeah, she's there. She's living. <laughs> you're in there. Your house. You're there. She's living in your she's house. She's living in your house. You can mention. She's her. very much. She's very present in my house. So my our our soon to be born daughter, hopefully soon to be born Charlie, is also present. Excellent, Yay. Charlie. Welcome, Charlie. Now here's here's what I'm hoping. So you are well, real quick. How how pregnant are you? I'm a little over thirty seven weeks. I think we were saying the sweet spot. It is. That's just really, really the start of feeling your absolute. I think best. you can like see God. Yeah. <laughs> when you're 37 weeks pregnant. I was gonna say something else. Okay. But, but see God. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Sounds. There's there's a freedom. I'm at that point where, I, like, I wore jeans to work today. I just don't care. Oh. <laughs> I don't, I'm I'm past the point where uh, my hair's fine. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think I forgot to put blush on. I don't care anymore. I'm, <laughs> nothing matters. Yeah, it, this, the glow, the glow of pregnancy will take care <laughs> of all of those issues for you. <laughs> well, let's, I mean, the reality is the only thing people see when they look at yeah. you right now is <laughs> probably Ain't no one looking your at your face, Sydney. <laughs> Absolutely. They all look the same place. Well, so let's talk about a little baby magic real quick before we get into what we really want to talk to you about. I thought, you know, listening to the show and, you know, the crux of the show that that you host is to talk about the history of medicine, which, which, let's face it, wasn't always spot on. And uh, probably from that sometimes comes some of the myths in particular about getting labor started. The pineapple mm-hmm. juice, the, you know, chili peppers, the go walk eight miles, go have sex, all these things. And I was wondering at what point in time in your pregnancy, and maybe you haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> maybe we should save this for 40 weeks. Uh, <laughs> where you've just put all of your science-based brain uh, process aside and are just willing to accept all that. Are you there? And try anything. And you try anything. Funny, but exactly. I This morning for breakfast, I ate probably what was the equivalent of half a pineapple. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're already there. We're there. It's great. Because why not I'm do so it, there, right? Whatever. Exactly. But now that I, I have read about castor oil, I'm not willing to do that. Yeah, yeah one that one scared me. Yeah, but the castor yeah. oil, that's a little, like everybody who ever listed that i was just well, and like, supposedly that's the only one that actually there's actually some evidence right that that one actually can induce labor but it also just has some horrible side, side effects. effects exactly well and that's what and they talk about you know with with sex that there are prostaglandins that can help 
kind of soften the cervix. But at the end of the day, if you're not ready to go into labor, it won't even really help. Mm. Yeah, that was the downside but, of that. For <laughs> not not of that okay. didn't come out right. That didn't come out right. I, I meant the downside of most of these things. Okay, yeah. You know, not that we couldn't sit and talk for hours about stripping membranes and eating pineapple. Right. All of the fun, <laughs> the really, really what makes up 90% of our show. Right. Well, the listeners love that. Um, let's jump into uh, sort of what we want to talk about today, which is <laughs> vaccines. And Sawbones just did a show on vaccines, which yeah. is great. And I, I, you guys, why don't you, I'd love for you just to say a little bit about why you guys waited so long to tackle the vaccine topic. I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, there were a couple of reasons. We we try to, on Sawbones, we really try to keep it light for the most part, which gets tough. Some of the topics get into some pretty terrible things we've done in the past. Right. And uh, and, and we knew that, for one, the vaccines was going to elicit some controversy, and, and Justin was a little hesitant about how do you make jokes about something that is controversial. And then on my end, my bigger concern was just I like to talk about stuff that medicine really got wrong. And it was hard to tell that story with vaccines because we, we kind of got it really right in the end. I mean, we, we did some weird stuff on the, on the path there, but, you know, the, the idea we ended up with was a really, really good one. So it was hard to talk about it in the same way we talk about our other topics. So when you say we finally got it right, you mean that we shouldn't be doing vaccines, right? <laughs> Click. Not, not really. Click. I, no, I actually, I, I mean, I'm, I, let's actually, I'd like to just jump right into, like, our show, Controversy, I don't know. We, we probably, I daily speak and lose listeners on this show. So <laughs> anyway, let's just jump into it and talk about how did this, how did we go so astray recently to, to think that vaccines aren't something we're supposed to be doing. Well, you know, that's one thing that kind of surprised me when I was researching our show is that there were actually opposition to vaccines started back in the 1800s the first time, which and it was largely about civil liberties that, you know, we were m- making smallpox vaccines mandatory and people were like, no, I should have the right to die of smallpox if I want to. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and that yeah. was a lot of the initial arguments. And then in the 80s, I think in the 1980s, that's when stuff started to become like instead of a, a liberty argument, it started to become some sort of pseudoscientific argument. With a, There was a movie, and I, I need to see this someday, although it would probably make me really angry, mm-hmm. called um, DPT Vaccine Roulette. And it was basic, it was about the diphtheria pertussis tetanus vaccine. And it trumped up a bunch of like one-time adverse events that may or may not have actually been linked to a vaccine and basically said, look at all these terrible things and the government's trying to trick you and don't get vaccinated. And then when we had the whole, you know, fake controversy about vaccines causing autism Mm -hmm. in the 90s, I think since then there's just more and more people. They don't, for some reason, they're willing to accept like uh, doctors and the government are out to get us really easily. Yeah, that's a, probably a question we can't answer on the show, though. I just want to ask, like, why? What is that? <laughs> when did we become so I don't, distrustful I don't know. as a society mm-hmm. that we're like... Absolutely. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I fully believe people are out to get me all the time. I, I mean, I'm not like a 100% truster, right? But that said, if, if historically I'm being shown that this is a good thing, like vaccines... 
I just don't understand how I, we can all get so crazy. But, Teresa, you had a specific question about this. Well, first, can you just explain, Sydney, for our listeners, yeah. just like a really basic explanation of like how how do vaccines work oh. to help us help our help us and our children um, stay healthy and avoid getting diseases? Sure. Well, the the basic idea of a vaccination is that, and a lot of us probably observe this. You know, we're we're the crowd that probably didn't get vaccinated against chickenpox mm-hmm. because we didn't have chickenpox vaccine. Uh, once you get certain diseases, you don't get them again, and it's because your body builds up antibodies and immune cells specific to that virus or bacteria. So a vaccination takes the actually getting sick part out of it. So we take either some part of a, of a virus or a bacteria or a toxin um, or the virus itself that's been killed, that is not alive, that's been killed. We either take some part or, you know, a part that's been killed and we inject it into somebody to get them to start forming the antibodies and the immune cells without ever actually getting sick. And so then when you actually encounter that virus or bacteria out in the world, you don't get an infection. Well, that sounds easy. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) It it makes a lot of sense. And And it was based on observation. I mean, that people have kind of, that's the fascinating thing about it, is people were already observing, hey, you know, if you get smallpox and you survive it, you never get smallpox again. And that goes back centuries. So it was based on what we observed, and then we, you know, luckily came up with a really good idea. I do think you left out mind control. So <laughs> let's, let's, let's just state for the record. Um, yeah, that's, that's the other thing we're doing with vaccines, trying to, trying to control everybody. <laughs> good. Success. <laughs> Sydney, I, I wonder if you could speak to also, I think there's something that, you know, we we go through as moms when we have you know, our when we have our little babies, our perfect, and we, precious, our perfect, baby. like un, untouched, unscathed by the world. Do not cry, little baby. <laughs> I will do nothing to harm yeah, you. Yeah, and ever. we, we, um, you know, we take them for shots, oh. and you know, I, 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 Jesse and I both have always felt very strongly that we wanted our kids to be vaccinated, and we wanted them to be vaccinated on schedule, on time. Um, mm-hmm. And I and I know from being like on a lot of mommy message boards and um, the best place for information. <laughs> no, but like I know just from interacting with a lot of moms yeah. as well that a lot of um, moms, even if maybe they didn't buy into the whole autism BS Scare, thing. Right. A lot of moms mm-hmm. expressing this sentiment, which maybe you have also heard, and that is my like I told my doctor I wanted to be on a delayed schedule and I was really happy mm-hmm. they were comfortable with that. Um, or, you know, I just I don't want to load up my my newborn baby with all these you know all chemicals and um, all, this, all this medicine, you know, all this stuff going, all this foreign stuff right. going into my baby's body. I just don't want to poke three times in a row. Yeah, or I don't want to give them the shots. And and yeah, is there is something there to, to protect that? your child from? Can we do that? <laughs> well, I mean, and I understand, I understand what you're saying, and I'm sympathetic to that too because there are times where I have to, you know, I. I get to be the doctor who doesn't actually have to give the shot. Unfortunately, I my poor nurse usually has to give the shot. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, which isn't fair. 
Um, but I feel guilty when there are times where I'm saying, you know what, this child may be behind and they're going to have to get five shots today and that's what they need. But there's, you know, what I try to just always educate my patients is one, there's a logic to the schedule. Um, it's, you know, we're timing them based on when they're most likely to get exposed to these things. And so if we delay it too much, you know, there's a point where it wouldn't even make sense if you've already dodged that bullet, it wouldn't even make sense to give the vaccines if we wait too long because there's a time period where they're most vulnerable and that's why we vaccinate them so early and so many at that time period because the sooner you're vaccinated, the sooner you're safe. Um, and there's never been any adverse effects if you, if you take in the, like the combo vaccines, if you give people, you know, if you give babies lots of vaccines all at once versus the delayed schedule. There is no difference. I mean, as far as the safety of the vaccine. Now, the babies who get the delayed schedule are at higher risk for getting the diseases, but all of our children who are getting multiple vaccines at once, they're not at any higher risk for adverse events. And so, so I, I try to be sympathetic, but at the same time, if you're, if you, if you're concerned about your baby being exposed to things, be more concerned about the diseases themselves. You know, and and so what if so what if I decide to just delay or not mm-hmm. vaccinate my child? Like, I mean, if everybody else who is worried about this vaccinates their children, won't their children be safe and won't my child be safe? <laughs> Love it. <That's, laughs> you know, that's a lot of a lot of people will use that that argument and it's the hard thing about it is for every disease, you know, we, we talk a lot about herd immunity when we talk about this. You, you know, your child, even if they're not vaccinated, will be protected because all of the kids around them are protected. And so they're not going to get the disease so they can't give it to your kid. Um, but there's a threshold for every disease as to out of X number of people, what percentage has to be vaccinated to provide that herd immunity. And so the more parents who start to think that way, we start to lose that effect. And that's why we're seeing outbreaks of measles and outbreaks of, you know, whooping cough and mumps. I mean, that's, that's why this is happening is because more and more parents are opting out and then they're putting their children at risk. And there's a handful of, you know, kids in every classroom who can't get vaccinated for medical reasons, maybe. And then those kids are always at risk because, you know, the kids who were healthy and could get vaccinated didn't. All right. Let me ask, here's, this is something that actually happened to me. And I want to ask you. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, okay. First kid, I, I got two. First one, got all her shots, never really had, like, huge reactions. You know, especially those first ones, the, like, the, you know, two months, the three, you know, whatever. The first one, I mean, I've already forgotten when I took my kid in. The, um, but, you know, like, oh, they might be a little sore. Right. Yeah. You know, you get the, oh, you might be a little sore. And then uh, with her, great. Here's a little Tylenol. Good night. New kid, the new one, the doctor, I was like, hey, I've kind of forgotten. What's the side effect of this the first time? And he's like, eh, it might be a little sore. Get home, 24 hours of incessant nonstop screaming. Oh, like, oh, like, uh, no, there was no, like, what am I supposed to do? I don't even know how to fix this. Like, oh, cold pack. You know, two days later, I'm like, Tylenol, take the Band-Aid off, put a little warm on it. You know, <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Do that. All right. So I was like, all right, ready for the next round of shots. We go in for our next, like, doctor appointment. I'm like, we got our Tylenol in us. I'm going to take these Band-Aids off when we get home. We got that. And, and he did great. Good. 
third time we go in. Again, I'm like, we got a little Tylenol. We're all set to go. We get our third round of shots. And we get home, and several hours later, he just starts vomiting. Steph and I are up all night because it's not just like once. We're like, by the time we hit the fourth big time, fill up my bra with vomits. <laughs> Vomit. Thank you for painting the picture. You're right. I just wanted to make sure we knew this wasn't just baby spit up. This was some serious vomit. I call the doctor at my pediatrician's on, you know, who's on call. And I get her and I was like, hey, I just want to let you know, we don't have a fever. We just have vomiting. I just, is this, is this possibly a, you know, side effect, whatever? She's like, there's no way. She was so emphatic. There's no way this is a side effect. Um, you, your child has caught a bug. And I was like, mm, okay, well, when should I, I'll just move along. When should I be concerned about too much throwing up? And we go through all that. The next morning I was like, eh, I'm looking at, like, I called the doctor's office back and I said, look, I just want to have on the record that he threw up all night, right? And I just, mm-hmm. just want that on my notes for the next time we do shots. My doctor calls me back and says, well, I don't really think, you know, that's great. We've noted it. And I was like, well, I just want to make sure you, I really think it might have had to do with the vaccine. I'm pro-vaccine. <laughs> like, I love vaccines. <laughs> I just want you to know that I want it marked like that. And he goes, well, they don't really have that side effects, the ones that you got. And I said, well, I'm actually holding the information packet you send me home with. And it says on here that the, such as the rotavirus one mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. may cause vomiting or diarrhea in a 24-hour period. So, yeah. I, so as a matter of fact, doctor, it, it is possibly a reaction. Mm-hmm. So like why? And I'm fine. Like whatever. It's still not going to make me not go get my kids vaccinated. To me, my takeaway from that was purely why are you, why why are you trying so hard to convince me it has nothing to do? I'd much rather know that it's just a possible side effect of a virus being shot into my kid's mouth versus maybe something else is going on that I've just missed. Mm-hmm. So sure. So why, Doctor Sydney? Why won't you let my child be vomiting as a result of vaccines? Well, I think I think we do though react by trying to go the very opposite direction. I, I'm sure that I'm guilty of that at times because, um, for instance, the flu shot. A lot of my patients, you know, and, and adults too you know, think that the flu shot can give them the flu. And I try to always say, no, 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 it can't. It can't. The flu shot cannot give you the flu. But, and the, <laughs> and I don't always say this because as soon as you say it, I feel like I'm going to lose them as a possible candidate for the flu shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it could give you a transient flu-like illness that may last for 24 hours. <laughs> transient <laughs> it, it, it flu usually. Exactly. And it, but it could. And that at the end of the day, if you feel like you have the flu, or you have the flu, does it really matter, that distinction? Probably not. Right. Um, but I think we err on the side of, oh, no, it's not the vaccine because we're so afraid that if I tell them it was the vaccine, that that could have caused it, maybe they won't get the next round. And we don't give our patients enough credit in that in that realm where maybe we should be more, you know what, yes, but it's going to be okay, it's going to go away, and at the end of the day, it's still better than, you know, the alternative and not getting vaccinated. We we could be better about that for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess because again, it was just like, eh, you know, I don't want to tolerate. And you'll know this once you have that precious Charlie. You're gonna have this moment where you're like, <laughs> we're like, which do you want more, crazy mother 
like, who doesn't understand why her child is sick versus, eh, all right, I'll have my child sick for a lifetime of not being, you know, uh, facing serious illnesses. Sydney, do you find that it's better if, um, do you find that it's better if parents have prepped their kids that they're going to get a shot before they come in or if it just gets, like, sprung on them, like, oh, we're giving you a shot today? I think for the most part, now, not all the time, because I always think they're just, some children, and I think I was probably, I think I actually was one of them before I got used to the fact that I was going to have to get a lot of shots in my life. Um, there are some kids that are just going to freak out either way. But yeah. I find that usually if they know ahead of time that it's coming, they're nervous. They're maybe, um, you know, a little whinier during the visit, but overall things go smoother. The ones where they don't know it's coming and then the nurse comes walking in with, you know, two <laughs> syringes. Oh, man. <laughs> Out the Those window. usually go really badly. They're like, I'm never going back to the doctor ever again. Oh, after talk about this. trust issues. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. That totally makes sense. Well, Sydney, thanks so much for joining us. Um, this no was problem. This was great. And we really do hope that you go into labor in the next 24 hours. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think I, it'll happen. I so hope you're right. Absolutely. I will keep you posted. Please keep us posted. And, uh, you know, good luck eating all the pineapple and chili peppers that you can get your hands on. And uh, maybe maybe, maybe we'll have you back and see if any of those things worked. <laughs> all right. That sounds great. Well, thank you guys so much for asking me. This has been fun. Thank you. Thanks, Sydney. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Hi, everybody. I'm Justin McElroy. And I'm Dr. Sydney McElroy. Every Tuesday, we bring you Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine, a show about all the dumb, weird, terrible ways that we've tried to fix each other over the years. You know, some light summer listening. Maybe you want to hear about yogurt enemas or why we tried to eat mummies for a while or why drinking cholera diarrhea sounded like a good idea. That and so much more is waiting for you every Tuesday right here on the Maximum Fun Network with Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. Whoa! I know. know. Right, so that was actually incredibly helpful. I know. It's really hard. It's really, it's it's hard to... It is. It's a hard thing. If you guys have not heard the episode, the full episode about vaccines um, that Sawbones did, it's really worth listening to because it's will blow your mind to hear how we came up with this like how yeah. we got here like and why like the like millions and millions of people who were dying of smallpox and like just the whack ass shit that yeah. we did to try to figure out how to save ourselves from this disease <laughs> and right. um it's really really fascinating and it and it really um it just, it kind of helps give some perspective on, like, there's a reason for yeah. this. There's a reason I'm going to put my kid through this. Because you know? when you look around and no one's sick, you have the luxury of people right. not being sick around exactly. you all the time and, and people not dying granted. of normal yeah. di- of these diseases. Yeah, I can see how this far along we can start questioning the necessity of it, start questioning, you know, the civil liberties issues of it. The whole, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. And it the show, her show on this on Sawbones really does put it, it, it does serve as a good reminder that mm, maybe not, 
Yeah. Maybe maybe there was a specific reason, and maybe sometimes it is a good thing to protect the whole. Yes. <laughs> over the one. Yes. A little bit. The needs of the... Well, many, and the uh, one, too. Yeah, and the one. Yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> oh, so it's not all Spock. One. It's not all my... Yeah. The needs of the many outweigh yeah. the needs of the few. It's, it's to protect it, your own child. Whoa! (laughs) I like to just line up the vaccines with whenever I'm my kid's doing something wrong. Good, yes. (laughs) Like that. Oh, are you going to talk back to mama? Time for vaccines. It's great for discipline for your baby. (laughs) (laughs) Vaccines, good stuff. Good stuff. I like that. Let's listen to have a mom have a breakdown. Hi, Biz and Teresa. This is a rant. I probably could have ranted every single day for the last year and a half, but I'm calling in today, and not because anything special happened today, but it's just an ordinary day in my house, and that makes me so ranty and mad. I have a four-and-a-half-year-old son and a year-and-a-half-year-old daughter, and every morning I wake up with joy and ideas and happiness for my children, and two hours into the day, I am screaming at them. They just have so many needs. They need so many things and my daughter is not very verbal she's just screaming and pulling on my legs and my four and a half year old son filibusters me with non-stop talk about all the things he needs and I end up screaming what at the top of my lungs it's like they're trying to drive me to do it every day it's like they agree together to see how quickly they can break mom and they break me they break me they are winning they are winning this war that is me and my husband versus them. So they break me, and then they finally calm down, and then my husband is 15 minutes late coming home, <laughs> and, I ha- and I politely tell him that this is not okay because it leaves me exactly two minutes to get out the door mm. if he's 15 minutes late. Mm. He gets mad at me for getting mad at him, and then we have to have a fight that takes up all of the two minutes <laughs> I have myself to get out the door. So now my husband is mad at me. I've yelled at my children. I feel like the worst wife and mother in the world because I can't keep my shit together. And I feel awful for yelling at them and even more awful after your last episode about trying to keep it together and walk out of the room. And I did. I do walk out of the room. I walk out of the room and I go into the bathroom and sit on the toilet and cry. And guess what happens? They follow me. There they are. They're in the bathroom. I can't escape them. They're everywhere. And so now I am driving to get a cavity filled. And I am fucking excited. I can't wait to get a cavity filled because it means there will be no children in the exam room. I don't care if I'm in pain. I'm taking a fucking Vicodin. Anyway, bye. That got really sad. That got deep. That got sad. That got to like such a raw place of like, I know, if it it helps, I feel like every couple of weeks I like, have to like sit down with Stefan and say, I don't want to be this person who's always yelling yeah. at you and at the kids. And I don't want to always be this person who's like asking for X, Y, and Z or, or you know, from everybody in the family or, or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, because it's, it, 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 it's that exact same pressure every day. You wake up with the, the right yeah. attitudes, you wake up like ready to go, the best intentions, and then it's fucking hard and then by the end of the day 11 a.m it's hard yeah by 11 a.m it's really it's really (laughs) hard you're not alone you're okay millions of listeners right now the millions are millions of listeners we have millions millions of downloads millions just Just millions really we don't even know how many i can't count that many millions millions. (laughs) 
the millions of moms and dads out there who have gone through and are going through what you're doing. <laughs> you are doing a good job. Yes. So hang in there. Enjoy your cavity. And your Vicodin. And your Vicodin. Oh, more importantly, enjoy that sweet, sweet Vicodin. I think it's infected. I think I need to bed rest for a week. <laughs> um, all right. What did we learn? We learned that little boys like to touch their penises a lot. Mm-hmm. And for me to get a grip, <laughs> not turn my kid into some weird, overly sensitive, freaked out about his own penis Ugh, kid who winds up like, like an SVU episode or something, yeah. you know? Like, it's Maybe all right. you can make one of those things where, like, it kind of zaps him a little bit every yeah, time Yeah, that's great. How about it? I just did like this? Don't touch it. It's dirty. Oh, God. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> oh. Fla- flash to iced tea knocking on my door. <laughs> like, you know, uh, because I made my kid crazy. No, yeah. no. He's no, no. fine. He's perfectly he's natural. Perfectly natural. Just shove it inside his own body. Um, <laughs> Father-son time. Uh, anyway, so we've learned, we've learned we should all probably keep a close eye on biz. <laughs> we've also learned that children need to share and they don't so good luck so Thanks. basically we've learned that Teresa's shit out of luck <laughs> so so far everything's coming up great for Biz and Teresa yep um, we have also learned that doctors are important vaccines are important finding a doctor that you can trust and have a good relationship with mm-hmm. is especially important for you and your your children because uh, they're going to be going to the doctor for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you need somebody that they feel comfortable around and whatever. You need to trust your instincts about whatever you need to do to help your kid feel comfortable at the doctor. It's another great place. It's sort of like I look at it a little like the swimming pool. Where I, I, I'm always getting into the swimming pool saying, it's cold, it's cold, it's cold, it's cold, it's cold, it's cold. But when I take my kid to the swimming pool, I never say a word. Get on in. in. Get on in, Catherine Bell. Good job. Or And I jump right in because I don't want to you know yeah. and so like when i go to the doctor i try not to turn it into something about me it's not mm-hmm. about me it's about her and ellis having healthy relationships there uh something when you were talking Teresa, it made me think of a great idea that i'm going to start applying and that is just to make a list for myself and maybe everybody does this of like worst case scenarios mm-hmm. like my doctor's not there Mm-hmm. And something comes up, and I'm not sure I'm comfortable, for example, with the mm-hmm. doctor who's their solution. And I just have this card I can pull out that says, can you locate and call my doctor so mm-hmm. I can ask their opinion as well? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and with a note to note to self, if new doctor gives you stink eye, ignore stink eye. Yeah. Stick, stick to your guns. I want to talk to my doctor. Yeah. You know, like, whatever that is. If I can't reach, it's good to have some emergency backout plans, I think. I think so, yeah. For that. So I encourage people to do that to help themselves out of stressful situations. Situations And every situation is a good learning situation Mm -hmm. in terms of how you'll uh, approach it the next time. And no matter what you did the first time, know that you did the right thing the first time. Mm -hmm. Okay? Whatever you did in that situation with your kid and a doctor, you were right to do. And good job. Yeah. I mean, really. True. It doesn't matter if you have a different takeaway that the next time you would do it different. Right. That has nothing to do with what you did this time. Mm -hmm. So, Teresa, you did exactly the right thing. Thank you. For you and for Simon. I mean, for you and for Oscar that time. And. If you did it exactly the same way again, good for you. And if you chose to do it differently the next time, good for you, too. Mm-hmm. Basically, you're all doing a really good job. And and doctors, and when it comes to our kids, you know, everything can make us uncomfortable and upset and feel threatened and, and question ourselves. And I, I think 
it's one of those moments we have to like really just mom up in our heads and be like confident with what we want to do, confident with our decisions, trust our doctors, Mm -hmm. trust our kids, Mm -hmm. and trust ourselves that we are doing the best thing for our children. Teresa? Yeah. You are doing a great job. Thank you. You're welcome. So are you. I'm, I'm nailing it. You really are. It's like a nailing scent. Because and tomorrow I'm gonna take my kid to the doctor and stick her. <laughs> Everybody, hang in there. You're all doing a good job, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down, Mama Blues. I got to low down, Mama Blues. Got to low down, Mama Blues. Low down, Mama Blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlos, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got thrown down mama's MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.